Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the season again <laughs> when I have my very dear friend in great South Orange Maplewood resident, Mr. Hank Zona, the CEO and founder of Grapes Unwrapped. And also he has a venture with the Orange Lawn Club called the Corkside Wine Club. Hank, welcome back to the program. Terrell, thanks. Thanks for having me back. It's, well, uh, it's great. Great to be back. It, it's annual tradition. <laughs> yeah, you know? it, it really is. It's a holiday season. <laughs> it's a holiday tradition and, now. And, and we're here to, to talk about um, all the great things that you're doing at the Grapes Unwrapped. Um, but, you know, for those listeners who are new to the program, if you could share with them a little bit about, your, you know, yourself and your background. Thanks. Uh you know, before before I launch into that, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, I was wondering today. We've been doing this for a number of years, and I start to I start to wonder how many years it was, and then I and I couldn't remember the exact year we started doing our our annual holiday conversations. But then I realized it doesn't matter how many years. What matters is that we're back here again this year, you and I talking and uh, and sharing a glass of wine at some point during this conversation. <laughs> and and it's always a pleasure to see you. Hank, you know. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever meet Mr. Zona, he is someone who really gives back to the community. We met years ago when our daughters were playing softball. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's been really working in the community ever since. We're going to talk about some of your nonprofit stuff that you do as well because okay. the community needs to hear that because you've been a huge, huge supporter of the uh, South Orange Maplewood school system. With Thank the, you. With the Cougar uh, Booster Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to talk about that a little bit later. Thanks. Yeah. But tell us a little bit. Of, well, for people who don't know, uh, The Grapes Unwrapped is is my business. It's really a, pretty much a solo venture. I am a wine educator and events professional. Uh, I do all things wine-themed. Uh, I run events and tastings and dinners. Uh, this year coming up, I uh, hope to start running trips. I do some consulting with uh, with people who buy wine, with restaurants, with uh, with retailers, with importers. I, I do some writing. I do a lot of video. I've done a lot of videos in the past year and a half, uh, and, that, and that's been an awful lot of fun. I've met some truly interesting people, some noteworthy, some not so well. Everyone not- noteworthy. Some well known. Some not so well known. Uh, so it's uh, anything wine related. I try to do, and we've got some new projects coming up this year. Well, one of the best projects I've been working on the past year and a half is a thing called Corkside Wine Club. A little spin on Courtside, and that's with Chef Rich Krug, who is the uh, chef. Uh, owns the owns the concession, the food concession, really over at Orange Lawn Tennis Club in South Orange, which is really a, a, a and spectacular. That's off of North Ridgewood Road, right off North right? Ridgewood. It's a it's an historic tennis club, really a beautiful place. Uh, you know, one, one of the things I do is I, I get to meet with winemakers who come in. Their their distributors, importers will bring them around to talk to people, and they love to bring them to sit with me because we talk about wine. I'm not trying to haggle on price with them or anything. I, I want to hear their story. I had a woman who's the owner of a, of a beautiful southern France winery called Chen Bleu, and she walked into Orange Lawn one afternoon to, to taste wines from her portfolio with me, and she looked around and she said, who are the lucky people who get to taste wine with you here? And, and another winemaker from a beautiful property in Piemonte in Italy, and he walked around the grounds in the building taking pictures before we sat down for, for really, you know, usually they spend 20 minutes, half an hour at these stops, and we, we spent an hour and a half just talking about wine uh, his wine and wine everywhere and 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 it's so it's a really beautiful setting and people come there 
they come to the events we do. I do a monthly wine salon where people can come and just taste a, a bunch of different wines and talk with other people. Uh, we do monthly themed dinners, too, as best we can. Uh, you know, we started this back last year. We were getting sometimes 10 people for a salon, 20 people. Now we're getting 75 to 100 Wow. Yeah, and the dinners as well. We're getting 75 to 100 people showing up for our wine dinner, so it's catching on. Very nice. Yeah. And and these wine salons, mm-hmm. um, is it on a Thursday or Friday? Or? Usually on a Thursday. We try to do it on a Thursday. Thursday. Okay. And, uh, you know, and it's nice because I, I, I what I'll do is I'll run the time from roughly 6.30 to 9.30. I try to do a, a central theme around the wines. We only charge about $20 a person to come and taste all those wines. And you can just spend your 20 bucks and sit there and taste wine. You can stay for five minutes. You can stay for three hours. The beauty of it is people really get to talk to one another. They don't just come with their own friends, but they've met other people. And they sit there and talk about wine. But, you know, wine for me has always been a very social thing. It's, it's a personal thing, but it's also social and connective. And, and I think these salons really show that where people will, uh, will really talk to other folks. And, and then they come to the dinners and they'll sit at the table at the dinners with people they met at the salons. I think one of the best stories from the salon that, that kind of points out what we do there, I had a young couple come in with a baby and a snuggly. And they really wanted to taste the wines. And I'm like, that's fantastic. Baby was a little fidgety, as, as babies can be uh, you know, early evening. And uh, there's another woman I knew from uh, for many years in town was there with her adult daughter who just graduated college last year. It was 22, 23 years old. And uh, and she saw this this young mom kind of having a hard time trying to keep the baby in a snuggly and taste wine. And she said, look, my baby's old enough to drink wine now. I'm happy to hold your baby for a little while and give you a chance to taste the wines and not, not worry about it. So uh, so people were able to make a little friends there. They're making friends mm-hmm. and it's you know, again, it just brings out this the social aspect of you tasting know, wine. We're going to talk about this a lot more because I want folks to, to know how they can reach you, but what is your website? Uh, well, my website is thegrapesunwrapped.com and, uh, mm-hmm. but people can find me all over social media. As, as you know, you and I really, we, we track one another and I, and I learn from you. Uh, uh, you know, you know how to, how to utilize. I know it's true. How to utilize LinkedIn and how to utilize Instagram. How to utilize mm-hmm. Facebook, um, because when you're a small business, you you constantly have to get the word out, and and when you're a sole practitioner, it's even tougher. So finding ways to to keep the word out there, and, and those are probably the best ways. Uh, have you have you uh, tried Alignable yet? I I started to. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it, it's new. It's it is new, new. yeah, it, yeah, and it's it's new, and I and I am on there. It's just trying to find the time, right? It's uh... exactly, and that's why you know for for those who are new to social media, there's different tools where um, you could use TweetDeck or Hootsuite, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which will allow you to do do one broadcast right, out, right. out to many social networks for that. And so um, these wine salons, Thursdays, mm-hmm. 6.30 to 9.30. Yeah, usually, yeah. And can they purchase their ticket online or do they pay at the door? They pay at the door. Because one of the things we're able to do too is we sell the wine. So if you ta- if you like the wine, you can sit there and um, and we put out some light food for people as part of that cost too. It's really one of the best deals you're going to find. You know, one thing I'll say as a pitch there's nobody in the area, and I mean their general area, not just within our community, uh, who are doing the types of events that, that Rich and I are doing through the Corkside Wine Club. 
and uh, and and they're reasonably priced too. So you know, once you've tasted your wines, you can purchase a glass, purchase a bottle, really at retail price, or you can order wine, and and that wine will be in for you the next week. So uh, so we we tell people, come on up, you know, we'll we'll catch up with you. We trust you. We trust that you're not going to run out on us, and you'll and, pay us. And and have you been capturing some of this for social media? Some of yeah. These? Well, you know, it's tough when you're there talking to everybody right, and running right. around taking orders and, and keeping things flowing yeah. to actually take pictures. So that's the thing about social media is that it's almost like a wedding photographer. The wedding photographer is, yeah. is there to take pictures, not enjoy the wedding. Um, same thing with social media. While you're doing the social media, you're kind of interrupting that that experience. Right. So, so here's one of, th- one of the little tricks I've come up with because I don't even remember myself sometimes to try to take a picture of things. So I will ask whenever I'm doing an event, whether it's a private event, corporate event, off-site, wherever it may be, I ask people, who here is good at taking pictures with their phone? And inevitably, a number of people are going to raise their hand, right? So I'll say, I'm going to hire you for the night. And I'm hiring you. I'm paying you with a bottle of wine. Here's a bottle oh, of wine for you. Wow. And That's and I, I will trust that you will not only take really good pictures, but you'll send them to me. Here's my card. Email <laughs> right. them to me. And I got to tell you, only once has somebody not sent me the pictures. <laughs> One person sent me 180 pictures, and that was kind of kind of a bit much. But but so it's, to me, it's worth paying it for, pouring it forward, giving people pouring a bottle forward, of wine and that. having them uh, you know, send me the pictures. <laughs> and there they can buy and sell now. Is it um, if the wine is shipped to their home if they buy a case? No, or? it's at the club. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, and I try to time it with uh, where people can come and pick it up when uh, when the dining room is open for people to come and eat, or uh, when, when there's other people on staff. A lot of times I bring it to my house, people pick it up there. So, uh, but again, it's 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 a nice and accessible place. So it's always nice for people to be able to get back up there and pick up their order. So they're tasting the wine and they can purchase it. So at each salon, you might feature uh, wines from a different. Place. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, as an example, in June I did uh, I did a whole tasting on rosés, and we had seventy five people in in. In July we did summer wines, and that was just kind of a real broad range. So I try to do a different theme every month. Now, one of the things I want to do, and you know, I use that phrase, pouring it forward, wine's a very social business. People have been really good to me. I've never worked in any large entity in the industry. So, so I'm really self-taught for the most part. And, and I, was, I really benefited from people giving me access. And, and, and that, was, that was important to me. So I try to do the same with people. So there are a number of distributors, importers, salespeople within our community who work with smaller groups, and one of the things I'm hoping to do in the new year is to feature one of them every month where people can come in and taste their wines from their portfolio that they may not find in stores or restaurants around here. They're so specialized that maybe their wines are really just in the New York City market or really in very, very few places around. So it's a chance for their neighbors, their friends from the community to come and taste and also, I want to give them the opportunity to invite other potential buyers, meaning restaurants and, uh, and retailers, to come in and taste from their portfolio, too, instead of them having to bounce all around the state from account to account all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Hank Zona, the CEO and founder of The Grapes Unwrapped, and he has a partnership with, with the chef, what is it? Chef, chef Rich Krug. Chef Rich Krug, called the Corkside Wine Club. And notice the play on Corkside <laughs> because Hank is an avid basketball <laughs> fan and he, and he plays basketball uh, for that. And so when you think about the holiday season, mm-hmm. um, 
any special things that you're recommending this year that you that you've come across that are great wines, great buys from a particular region? There's so much good wine out there right now, Darrell. And, and this is one of the things I've told people. And another service that I offer personally and through the club is we will actually do some free consulting. If you want to purchase wine at any price point, come in. I'll give you personalized time, and you can tell me what you think you want to buy and what your price point is. Somebody just ordered 10 cases of sparkling wine for me today to, to give out as holiday presents. And one of the nice things about that is I, I can guarantee her that the wine I picked out, nobody else is carrying in the area. So it'll be pretty special. Wow. Yeah. So so we'll do, we do stuff like that. So someone says, I want a great Italian wine for $50. I want a great sparkling wine for $25. Uh, I want something local for, for X number of dollars. You know, we, we can do that. And one of the reasons we can do that is because there's a lot of wine out there. So, uh, so it's you, always fun to personalize it. Now, do you have a database that you know that you've put together where you can say, "Hmm, this is what they want at this particular price point." I know exactly where. Fortunately, the wine industry has done that. So, there's a website called Seven Fifty, ah. where if you are a buyer of wine of any sort, you can go there, and almost every major, uh, and even minor wholesaler is listed there with the, with the wholesale pricing on got, it. But you got to know. You got to know. So, so yeah, and, and you know, <laughs> it's tough work. <laughs> it's really tough work. Well, I have to go out and sometimes <laughs> taste 100, 200 wines. That's a lot of spitting because I got to get back on the train and get home. But, yes, I, so that's what it is. I, I constantly taste. You know, sometimes they come to me. Sometimes I go I to these big trade shows. For you. I yeah. got a question for you because I know how much you enjoy wine. I enjoy yeah. your postings where you show your pairings and I was like, man, I just got to run over to Hank's house and get. You should, you should. This but, back door is open, man. But how do you <laughs> feel about when you when you're doing all of this tasting, and you can't consume it because you have to spit it out? One one of my I tell you what one of my favorite quotes now whenever I do an event, I tell people. I wish I was a guest at one of my events <laughs> because <laughs> they're fun. You know, whether it's whether it's something I'm doing offsite or, or in some other location, some other state, uh, or the or the things I'm doing with Rich uh, uh, with our Corkside Wine Club. R- you know, Rich is a super talented guy. He's a he's a Culinary Institute mm-hmm. grad. He's worked at some top restaurants in New Jersey, like Lorena's Boulevard Five Seven Two, Whispers down down in uh, Spring Lake. So, but but the great thing about working with him is. He's a nice guy, and it's it's rare to find a guy who's as talented as he in, is in the kitchen, who's just a good guy. So it's, so I really enjoy the partnership. But yeah, we we've done some amazing dinners this fall, and I just look at people enjoying the food and the wine, and and yeah, I'm running around from table to table talking. I'm introducing wines, introducing our guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's um, so a lot of times I'm not eating well, <laughs> or, know, or drinking the wine. You know, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> I made a promise to you, which I which I have to keep. I have to introduce you to the people here at Seton Hall. Cool. You, I don't know if you drove in. You saw the at the at the the visitor in, entrance center. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, their their future banquets. Oh, nice. So instead of taking the mini R one banquet yeah. out somewhere else, they're going to wow. do it right here on campus. Good for so. them. So um, I got to introduce you to these folks. There's a lot of things happening here on campus. Campus is expanding. The school's got a great vibe right now. It's got a great vibe. We we need a president because our our president, who was extremely good, President Esteban, Mm -hmm. went to DePaul. Mm -hmm. It was a good move for he and his Mm -hmm. family. His daughter, um, I think, had um, relocated out there for school. So they're Mm -hmm. very close family. So we're we're, we're in a hunt for a, a new 
president, and we have the medical school. Right, well. right. It's going to be uh, at another campus because it's at the Hoffman Hoffman mm-hmm. Roach uh, mm-hmm. former facility. But yeah, a lot of things going on. Yeah, I mean, academically things are going great, and and then you've got the basketball teams doing so well. I, I think teams. they just had a game on campus recently too. That's right. And uh, That's which right. which is kind of fun instead of people you know being that intimate it, Walsh it, Gymnasium it's only, it's again. Only, right? It's only twenty five hundred seats. It's like a high school game. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, and and so and that's drawing positive attention too to uh, to what's happening here at the university, which is great. Because you know, it's interesting um, here in the Stillman School of Business. Um, you know, as the students are graduating, um, I got to introduce you to Dean Dean Strauser. She's the Southwest president. I know Dean Strauser well. Her, you know Joyce. Okay. I know Joyce really well. Her husband Bill's a good. Billy's a good okay. friend of mine, and and Joyce's two sons are the same age as, as my daughter and right. son, and they've gone all through Columbia High School together too. So it seems to me it's it's a natural that the Seton yeah. Hall seniors should get a an an, an, uh, an education. On on wine because they're going into uh, you know that's that's an, that's a great point you make because uh, you know I I had the very good fortune to go to Cornell and uh, as I like to tell people I wouldn't get in there today but Cornell offered offers still to this day a wine class uh, if you're not in the hotel and restaurant school they offered it only to uh, non hotel students as a senior which was great for me. And, uh, you know, it's a talk I do regularly is why wine is an important business tool these days. It was an important business tool for me in my 20s. Here I am you know, knocking on the door of 57. So uh, so it's even more important today because we are now the largest consumer of wine in the world. I have to be honest with you. Um, I started to get into wine when I was in California. Um, I started working at Dow Jones mm-hmm. and, and, and um, my first really business event at Dow Jones, um, the VP was talking about selecting the wines, mm-hmm. the red or the white, mm-hmm. let it breathe, and, you know, mm-hmm. like, let it breathe, what are you talking <laughs> about? But um, I, I joined a, um, somehow I joined some wine club, online mm-hmm. wine club, mm-hmm. and the wines were pretty good. You know, right. come shipped in a box. Um, but, but then you, you really understand that there's so many variety of wines right, and right. from different regions and, 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 and whatnot. And, and it helps. And it does help with the business conversation. It does. Because the person that you're, you're doing business with, if they have a, uh, a fancy for wine, um, just to let them know that you know just a little bit. It, it's such a central part now of, of socializing, uh, especially uh, whether it's business or not business. Here's the analogy I use, and I think when, when I use this analogy, it makes sense to a lot of people why it's important to know about wine. If you're going to a golf outing, you're going to make sure you're wearing the right clothes, and you're going to go to the driving range and hit a couple buckets before you show up because you want to be prepared. You're going, to a, you're going to a conference, you're going to uh, an off-site, you're, you're going to a dinner. You want to make sure you've got the right clothes and you've hit a couple of buckets in terms of, in terms of wine knowledge. doesn't mean you have to be a scratch golfer. That's right. It doesn't mean you have to be a, an expert, but you That's want right. to at least walk in there prepared and not look like, <laughs> like, if, like a joke. If someone says Malbec, you go, oh, is that a TV show? <laughs> no, no, it's from Argentina. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, wow, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And and so um, so what are you what are you what are you suggesting for the for this holiday season? 
um, for the different types of meats that folks are going to be serving. You know, it's, it's interesting. One of the things that, that Chef Rich and I just did was a we did a pre-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving dinner. And, uh, and, and what we had eight wines, and he did a full turkey dinner, and people had a chance to try eight different things to see what they liked best with a traditional dinner. Uh, the, 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 the holiday meals aren't dissimilar from Thanksgiving and, and because our, our food isn't as simple anymore as protein, starch, and vegetable on the plate. It's really such a mixture of textures and flavors and uh, smoke and heat and spice and sugars and creams and salts and peppers and you name it. So I like to find stuff that cuts through all that. And, and to me, a, a sparkling wine is always great. You know, people think of them as just a festive uh, a festive wine, but they're very practical too, and that they're incredibly versatile with all kinds of food. So, so to double it up as a festive item, that well, I think that's just fantastic. Uh, I, I like, you know, I keep talking about acidity with wine. You know, the American palate has gotten used to very oaky, very jammy tropical fruit, uh, rich wines, mm-hmm. but they tend to be kind of flat and they lack mm-hmm. acidity. Doesn't mean they're not good wines, but I don't find they're necessarily always great food wines. If you think about some of the wines that are coming from, say, the European countries, they they may they may be robust, but they've got a real snap of acidity to it because people in these countries are drinking their wine with their food. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, they're drinking it beyond, but I think now what, one of the things I'm starting to see now mm-hmm. is that our culture is finally putting more more emphasis, more focus on what goes well with what we're eating. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to come up with the perfect pairing, but, but, but wines that are more food-friendly, beer that's more food-friendly, mm-hmm. all this craft beer movement as well oh, has, has really exploded. It's exploded, yeah. and, and the, new, the new craft brewers, though, their focus is really on how it pairs with food. There's a lot of flavor involved in it. A lot, a lot of flavor involved in it. Yeah. Cider is a whole other thing that I'm loving too. And, and cider, I like, to, I like to think of as the midpoint between beer and wine, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's... Also very much food focused. I did a, I, we did a really interesting dinner at Orange Lawn this year. It was an all New Jersey dinner. Everything on the plate and in the yeah. glass, except the lemons, were from New Jersey. Okay. Beer, wine, cider, mm-hmm. uh, beef, chicken, fish, foraged greens and mushrooms, uh, you know, organic farmed, farmed items. You know, so it really was, uh, w- was truly to show that First of all, that, that New Jersey's got some great stuff going right now when it comes to food and beverages, but also to show that you can drink different things with a meal. It's not mm-hmm. a competition. It wasn't to show that the beer was better, the wine was better, the cider was better, but they can come from all different perspectives and still have a really enjoyable meal. But ultimately, what's most important, we've talked about this before, it's who's around the table with you. That's right. That's right. That's you know, the, the, ultimately, that food and beverage should be the frame. And that's, that's what I like to think of as a holiday. You want to have food a great frame for a great picture. That's great. Food and beverage as the frame yeah. for a great picture. But you've got a great picture. You know, that, that family, mm-hmm. the family and friends picture right in the middle is a beautiful picture. So you want to make sure you have a nice enough frame for it. But really, how many people, how, how many people spend time mulling over the frame? It's really the picture that they're focused on. Right. That's right. That's right. And so um, any particular region around the world that um, you think is exceptional right now over over another part? Chile. New Jersey. There's good stuff happening in New Jersey. There's good stuff happening you in places what, you wouldn't let's, expect. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. When a lot of people, I don't know, including myself, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm educated because of, of you. Um, when we think about wine, um, we don't think about New Jersey per se. Mm-hmm. But but you but, but, but you're finding that 
there's some great opportunities here. It's, it's an in, it's an industry in infancy. It's really no older than 30, 40 years in most cases, with an exception here or there. And that's not really a long time. That's a blink of an eye when when I'm meeting uh, winemakers in France and Italy who are 39th generation, 67th generation. Uh, the the the, the um, Cava producer in Spain whose family uh, first started the business in 1497. You know, these numbers are staggering, and they're, but they're beautiful to actually consider at the same time. They really are. So, so a, lot, a lot of what's happening here in this country in most states is really it's a business in infancy. And that's, not a, that's, that's okay. Uh, you know, it's nice to see the strides that, that, that winemakers are making. Um, there, is, there is, I like to tell people, the really good wines that are being made in New Jersey are not good wines for New Jersey. They're good wine. Uh, and I can say the same for the North Fork of Long Island, where I spent some, some time this summer, for the Finger Lakes, where I'll be running a trip in the spring. Uh, you know, I even was at a, at a winery in Vermont that's been open for about 30 years, and, and they're doing some fantastic stuff under tough conditions. Uh, in Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Virginia, Maryland, I can go right up and down the coast here alone. I was in Ohio a couple summers ago, I had some nice wines there. And then the rest of the world, this is the golden age of wine consumerism. There is so much wine coming from all over right now, and especially here in the metropolitan area, we ha- we're ex- it's accessible to us, and, and it's at all different price points. So I tell tell people it's 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 really easy to be experimental uh you know i, I did a i did a video with a, with a fascinating man from romania so i wanted to get some romanian wine i found two bottles of wine in a store for seven and eight dollars and i gotta tell you Darrell, they were two of the best <laughs> bottles of wine under ten dollars i've had in years and people said well, romania well romania is like the fifth or sixth largest producer of wine in europe so, but who knew, right? Because who who's, who's running out looking for the Romanian wine section wine, in their store? Wine, so, uh, so Eastern Europe, uh, you know, I tell people Eastern Europe's been making wine for thousands of years. Uh, the, the Mediterranean Rim. I just had a beautiful wine from Morocco. Uh, you know, Morocco isn't doesn't have fourteen wineries; it had fourteen distinct wine regions. So, you know, we wow. we don't think we don't think I in these terms. Tell, I mean, you think about the cradle, the cradles of civilization, mm-hmm. and you can trace the history of wine ah, to to those different areas. You know, the, it, northern Africa and the Middle East and Eastern Europe and mm-hmm. Southern Europe, Mediterranean Rim. You know, so it's uh, so it makes it makes sense when you think about it. Wow, you know, Hank, believe it or not, we are winding down um, as always, as, as always <laughs> on, on this on this great great talk, and and so when when you. When, if someone wanted to uh, contact you, of course, th- there's your website. There's a website. Grapes on right. Yep. Mm-hmm. right. Is there a particular phone number you'd like for them to reach you? 917-414-8957. People, uh, or you can email me at hank at the grapes unwrapped. I get messages uh, on Messenger, uh, on my phone. I get them all times a day. I, I'm happy to rec- I'm what happy is, to hear what you all doing. What is that website uh, on Facebook for South Orange. I see you in there a lot. It's, oh, it's, that's the uh, Soma Lounge. Okay. Yes, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, which is great because it, it actually goes beyond the, the borders of our community. There's over 11,000 members there, and it's been really uh, it's been really helpful because, you know, when people are looking for somebody to do what I do, uh, I've been really very fortunate that people have said largely nice things about me. <laughs> Well, so. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think we could find one person who would say anything but nice things about. <laughs> well, I don't know about so. that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the guys with okay, the basketball, yeah, court, yeah, the basketball <laughs> court. Okay, all right. And um, uh, 
is there a particular? I know last time you introduced me to the Cava. Yeah, the Sp- yeah. Spanish sparkling wine. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was phenomenal. Um, anything? I'll uh, tell you what I'm big on right now. Let's have, let's have a little toast, right? Because we're leading us up to Christmas, right? That's have a, right. A quick That's moment right. for one. So, a lot of people love Cabernet Sauvignon. I've become more and more of a fan of Cabernet Franc. Now, Cabernet Franc is also grown in Bordeaux. Cheers. Uh, But Cabernet Franc, I find to be a much more versatile food wine than Cabernet Sauvignon can be. A lot of the same characteristics, but... but just more food friendly. I, you know, if you're having something with vegetables and and a big protein, okay, I think this works incredibly well. And this is a this is a Cabernet Franc from Franc. the Loire Valley. This, but but you know, finds a lot of cool climates, even warmer climates. Cheers, my friend, mm. and Merry Christmas. Cheers and Merry Christmas. What is wonderful? Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's not not as. Not as big and overbearing as some Cabernets can be, and uh, a little more of that acidity, you feel a little tangle yes, in there, yes, right? That yes. little tangle. And I think that makes it just a really good food mm. wine. And, and so I find myself reaching for these more and more uh, with, with a lot of my food pairings. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're here with Hank Zona, who is the founder and CEO of Grapes on Wrap. He also has the Corkside Wine Club at, at Orange Lawn, which he does with Chef Rich Krug. They do it Thursdays. It's twenty bucks, six thirty to nine thirty. You won't get a better deal. We go later sometimes. <laughs> go later sometimes. <laughs> Hank, thanks for coming on the program. Thank you, Darrell. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you too, ladies and gentlemen. That wraps it up for this Wine Christmas Edition on Leadership with Darrell Gunter. Remember, if you missed any part of this broadcast, you can catch it on iTunes U under Seat in the Hall. Look for Leadership with Darrell Gunter. Have a great weekend. I want to wish you and your family a great holiday season. And uh, remember, if it's Saturday, it's Leadership with Darrell Gunter on WSOU 89.5 FM. Remember, leadership begins with you.